the marinade. There's no O in marinade. Let's try it one more time. Ready? One, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> the marinade. Marrow. Marrow. Marinade. Bone marinade. The marinade. The marinade. With Jason Earl. Welcome to the Marinade with Jason Earl, a free-flowing conversation about the creative process with creative people. This is episode 71, and our guest is Carolina Story. Carolina Story is the married musical duo Ben Roberts and Emily Roberts. Their latest record, Dandelion, was released earlier this year, and it is wonderful, y'all. The songs, the playing, the singing, the artwork, it's all delightful check out carolinastory.com for all things carolina story everyone this was so much fun Before we get to our conversation with Carolina's story, I'd like to encourage you to follow The Marinade on Twitter and Instagram and over at marinadepodcast.com for all things The Marinade. Give us a rating on your podcast app and subscribe while you're there. Those are all free ways to support the show. Just tell a friend about the show. That's a, a big way that you can spread the word. If you really like what we're doing, please consider joining our Patreon community where for just a few bucks a month, you can gain access to our Patreon exclusive show, Jason's Journey, where I talk about the moments that shape my creative life. Also our Patreon happy hours, where we connect on a deep level via the Zoom machine on the internet. Uh, It's so much fun. Sometimes we have a special guest stop by to share their art with us. Um, So if you can swing it, that's greatly appreciated. More than any of the above, we're just grateful that you listen. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. My conversation with Carolina Story. What's up? Hey. Hey, Emily. How's it going? Good. How are y'all doing? We're frozen here. I think you're frozen. Am I frozen? Right out the gate. There we go. Off to a a swimming start. It may be. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's, uh, technology is. Um, I feel like it, the the whole thing about like it's. A, I feel like I'm good at it, but I'm. I apparently I suck at it. It's like I, I feel like I'm yeah, one of those well, people, we, right? We know we suck at it, so we <laughs> really suck. <at> it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. All these things that that this world we live in now is, uh, is illuminating, yeah. right? So many different things. No I was so cocky almost about how good I was with technology. And then I'm just like, right. I'm frozen on your screen. Right. So, right. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> well, man, thank y'all so much. Your record is beautiful. And I'm thank so you, excited to talk about it. I mean, you know, I was thinking about it right before you, right before we connected, I was thinking about how, when, when I, when we first started setting up this interview, I was, uh, I was listening to your record. I was uh, emailing about some logistics about uh, the interview. And then I happened to check Twitter as I uh, compulsively do. And one yep. of our, uh, one of our biggest fans of the marinade was, was tweeting about your record and how much he loved it at the same moment. And I was like, wow, oh, oh that's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, Meant that's to be, a, then. Right. That's what I thought. So who, who, who would that his, be? His name is Zach Schultz. He's okay. Up, he's up in Minnesota. He's a great, yep. great guy. Great fan of, of music and uh, especially country music and Americana music, yeah. and rock and roll. And um, where are you? I'm in Orlando. Okay. Yeah, man. Boy, yeah. I wish I was in Orlando right now. <laughs> Y'all, it is. So it was 66 degrees Fahrenheit this morning, and now it is like seven. It's like 79 or 80, which for us is just so good. You know? I know, so nice. man. The last two days here have been like high 50s, low 60s. It has been it, with sun. Yeah, it's been awesome. It's awesome. So. Yeah, it's. I'm feeling good, and so I'm. I'm. I'm stoked that we get to talk about your beautiful record right now with with all this wonderful um, weather. Uh, one of the things I want to ask you guys about because I did a bunch of research, uh, as I always do, but I didn't get a whole lot of. I didn't find a whole lot on your origin story as a couple. I saw some pieces mm. about how the band came together, but I'm curious about you guys coming together and and the music thing and the the timeline on that. Yeah. 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 Are we are we are we rolling? We're always we, rolling, baby. Soon we're as, rolling. Yeah. <laughs> You're all that all that all that frozen shit's probably gonna be in there. Like this I, is, love this is real. I love it. <laughs> Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll talk and, about kids later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, the reason we were a minute late for the podcast is we've got two kids, so and we were getting them set up. Yeah. yeah. So we may even hear them. You know. Right. Um, so anyway, we uh. No, Emily and I met um, August third, two thousand and seven. He um, remembers the date. You yeah, know, he's got him in shape. Remember the date? I was just moving to Memphis, and uh, we were both. Emily had been in Memphis for a couple years, mm -hmm. um, going to a small music college there, and yeah, I helped her move a uh, a couch into her dorm room, uh, which the dorms. We can talk about the school a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's it was like sort of in its genesis, you know, or at its genesis, not not too far after uh, the school was started. I think the school had been around for like seven or eight years, yeah, so it was long. new. And the school was set up in an old catfish restaurant, and the dorms were the Days Inn across the street. Um, so it still was an active Days Inn hotel. Yeah. So you could. So, 
you know, on one side you've got, and it was pretty sketchy. On yeah. one side you had, you know, just nothing but drug deals and plugs happening. And, uh, the other and, side was a bunch of innocent college students. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was unreal. Um, Wow, but I, I feel like it was setting us up for the uh, the touring lifestyle, you yeah. know, in and out of hotels and this and that. But anyway, we, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it was sort of, you know, if there is such a thing, it was I was smitten at first at sight, you know, first sight, love at first sight, and and uh, Emily was not at all. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I was relate. playing. She was playing hard. <laughs> she was playing hard to get, and. Um, and I think I was a little too... Uh, yeah, you were a little too obnoxious. And, you know, he was trying real hard for my attention. and A for effort. For yeah, sure. yeah. A plus there. But, um, <laughs> you know, and I just was like, almost like from a... Never served in the military, but from a military mindset, like strategizing and how can I... How can I just like, you know, get in a room with her and convince her just to go out with me, you know? And... Um, I yeah. found out that she loved Brandy Carlisle. Um, I found out that that was her, you know, her favorite artist uh, at yeah. the time and mm -hmm. still is. It was a recent, she was a recent discovery of mine. I think that was the album, The Story came out. So yeah, it had just come out. Uh, when Ben found that out, he learned a lot of the music from that record. So I'd be walking by, you know, his door at the days in and he'd be, <laughs> you know, just strumming along to something. To a brand, yeah, yeah. Brand, one of the one of the songs off of that album, and so then I was like, okay, let's okay. let's try this. So I would sing, you know, one of her songs, and he'd play guitar, and just started hanging out a lot more, and yeah, I think that, that was, was finally the the convincing point for me was yeah. So the music came first, you know, it was like almost music was a, you know, the gateway into our our relationship, you know. Um, so we we obviously hold brandy and and that album and you know we all we we already would have but yeah you know she's she's a big part of our story so we hold her in a pretty high regard you know mm -hmm. and because the first song we sang together was a song called josephine off of that album so you know yeah. and then yeah so much of that resonates i mean first of all my my origin story with with my partner my version's like 45 minutes long and her version's like two and a half yeah um, for, for similar reasons um but uh but the brandy carlisle thing when i think about in in uh ben you've described the sound of uh of your work as like nirvana kana that kind of thing mm -hmm. um so the brandy thing makes so much sense right i mean she even just recorded Soundgarden covers right? i know <laughs> exactly no doubt man so yeah so i i do want to kind of talk about that one. too like that because that comes through like i i don't I, tr I always hesitate to compare artists of course but the especially the that first track on on dandelion sounds uh makes me feel old whiskey town and six string drag and that that alt country kind of stuff that i just gravitate toward right as soon as yeah. i heard that yeah. song i was like oh this is this is my jam this is the kind yeah. of stuff i'm into you know yeah man i mean we're like we both love you know emily loves 60s and 70s you know psychedelic kind of rock and and country yeah and i do too I, you know hank williams senior is one of my favorite, favorite songwriters but you know i i i love the 90 i love 90s um alternative you know rock you know bands like you know everything from rem to third eye blind and obviously nirvana you know i mean so we really the gin blossoms yeah. um 
you know, in Whiskey Town and Ryan Adams in general, um, if we can say his name, um, is, uh, you know, it's one of my biggest influences. Um, and Neil Young, and it's all been. Yeah, it's a mashup of just kind of a classic country, but then also 90s rock. Yeah, and when our when we met our producer and I started writing with him, uh, his name's Paul Moak, and he has just the most amazing studio uh, called the Smokestack. You feel like you're not in Nashville for one, which is, you know, was really kind of the a big catalyst and, and a big thing for us to record this record and feel like we were getting out of town but could still go home. Um, you know, he, we started riding together and it was, um, you know, there was something there, you know, we, we clicked and he's a, he's a rock guy, you know, Nirvana is his, one of his favorite bands. And we really connected in that way, you know, just talking about our influences and the more and more we talked, it was like, man, that's one of my favorite songs. That's one of my favorite bands. And he sat us down one day and he played, uh, the Jayhawks for any day music, uh, and Lucinda Williams' World Without Tears. Both albums we had never even heard. I mean, which is insane, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's so much music out there, but um, yeah, we'd always heard of the Jayhawks, but. Yeah, we just started to obsess over that Rainy Day music album um, as a whole. I, I think I listened to it at least weekly still from the first yeah. point I was told about it. Um, but yeah, it just, it was a great, just, to have that connection with the producer right off the bat. Like we just knew we were going to make something magical, you know? Yeah. So we were like, especially after obsessing over that album, it was like, you know, it had a lot of the folk sensibilities and things that we loved. And um, we were like, man, let's do our best, you know, while, while remaining ourselves to push our sound, you know, and push ourselves and really, you know, kind of a mashup of like we've been saying that sort of, 60s and 70s and but also 90s alternative influences you know so right we had a lot of fun doing it that's great what is, is that what typically for you guys what does that process look like what is the what does the writing process look like especially as a duo and a married duo yeah i mean i think you know we've been married 11 years so just the songwriting process has changed so, so much over the years. At the beginning, it was such this, it was a honeymoon phase for us and uh, writing together just seemed so, you know, in, just instantaneous, ran, you know, spontaneous. Right, it now was, we avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> now we, I mean, it's, it's changed because, you know, we have kids now and, and it was more, you know, a 50-50 thing or kind yeah. of, you know, a tug of war in a good way um, mm -hmm. early on. And then we welcomed a baby boy back in 2013. And I've kind of been in that mommy mode ever since. Um, and which has been good for our relationship. I think we needed that. I think we needed to find ourselves individually as well. And uh, so I've kind of taken another creative outlet, whether that's pottery and um, painting, uh, painting other art forms, where Ben has always been a well of writing like he's been writing songs since he was 12 years old yeah and that really like I think once we sort of let go you know because they're there for just a short time yeah it was like there was tension there and like man you know you know she's she's busy being a mother I mean I'm a fa being a father too but I mean you can't ever tell me I mean being yeah. a mother is is a, is a tougher gig if you ask me and um you know, and I think and it's just something you're naturally really, really good at. Like I, when you met me, I was kind of just starting to write, right. you know, and, um, and I still do enjoy it, but 
I just, again, it just was good for our marriage because we are working together. We (laughs) are raising children together. We're doing, you know, there's so many things we're doing together that I feel like in this season of life, it's been kind of great for us to, you know, experiment in other ways. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like once we, like you said, kind of broke off and, and found our, our lane, you know, and what, you know, creative lane, it's, I feel like the doors kind of, yeah, the, the, you know, more songs came and stuff, you know. Yeah, um, through that. And don't get me wrong, I'm still the editor of all of yeah, those yeah, songs. She's, she's <laughs> <laughs> he brings them to me, or I give him an idea for something, and yeah, she's really he good goes down off into his dark cave and comes up with something, and I'm, you know, I and get it's to be never the good first, enough. Yeah, I get to be the first <laughs> one. How, like, no, I think that's no, yeah. not. So really no, good. it's you know, yeah, she she definitely you know, but I think that's I think that's a. I don't know in a strange way that's that's been more fun to collaborate in that way like individually and then bring it together and and trim the fat you know yeah so how comfortable are you ben when emily comes back with some edits how comfortable are you with those edits uh and even not feedback well i'm pretty sensitive i'm a sensitive soul and uh i wear my heart on my sleeve too so she can she can tell if she's upset. Me yeah, or not. I'm not too mean, you know. I'll just take my ball and go home. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, man. We you know we talk about it a lot on the show, and I wonder if you guys have learned any lessons about that, about giving and receiving feedback, um, especially again, especially in a relationship, but because that's such a key part of being in a relationship in general, right? Is giving and receiving For sure. feedback. So in the creative process, have you learned any yeah. lessons about how to how to give it and then also how to receive it? Mm. That's, that's, a, good, that's yeah. a really good question. Yeah. And again, I I would just say like I also try not to be, you know, because that is that's such a pure form of someone's creativity for so for me to come in and be like, this isn't, you know, it, it's Yeah, been, I mean we joke about it, but yeah. she she it's doesn't been, rip me hard, you know. Well, what's great about again, our relationship is we are so open and honest with one another that I know when he brings me a song, if it, if it, it doesn't kind of like tug at my heart, then I know that that may be something for another project that he would love to do down the road. Or I'm like, yeah, that does feel like Carolina's story to me. So there's still that. Yeah. While there is creative criticism and stuff, um, you know, changing a few lines here or coming at it from a different angle, I, you know, sometimes it's, it's all... it actually kind of sifts itself out naturally a little bit. You know, yeah. we know each other, each other's, you know, every move and, and just kind of, you know, we know what each other is thinking at this point. And, you know, those things sort of tend to work out, you know, I'll, you know, and I started doing a lot more co-writing as well in the last, you know, uh, two and a half, three years. Um, here in Nashville, which was something that was new to me, you know, I had always written by myself or with her. And, um, you know, that's been really cool too, to, to bring in other people, other friends, people mm-hmm. that you trust and, and even sometimes perfect strangers, you know, that you end up with a, with a great song. Um, and, and this was our first project that a lot of the songs were co-written with other people, you know, outside of ourselves. So, um, it's always evolving always changing and we're just rolling with the punches you know right well speaking of evolving and changing um emily your voice is out there a little bit more on this record than the previous Mm -hmm. one can you talk about that decision and uh how that came about 
Yeah, um, I think with the last album release, again, I had a, I think it was a newborn baby and a three-year-old at the time. So my hands were so full and, but I still, like Carolina Story is actually, we always refer to, to it as our first child. Like we've been mothering it for the last. Ready for it to start mowing the grass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, so in this record, I feel, you know, a little bit more established as a mother and like I said I've been doing other things creatively that it just put me back in that headspace of wanting to kind of be back you know in the forefront with Ben yeah. like we were at the beginning you know it, it definitely like Ben says has evolved so much because at the beginning it was a lot of my songs actually um, and then, you know, it evolved into this one voice thing that we were doing, singing simultaneously together. And now this record, I do feel like it's an equal um, lead vocal type project. So it's just been really, really fun to to change it up in that way. Yeah. And we we but we want we were intentional about that. You yeah, know, it, we were, you know, like Emily's saying, you know, while we were you know, while we had little kids and we still do, I mean, we have a six year old and a soon to be three year old. But when our son was little, it was like, I was kind of carrying Carolina's story a bit. And I don't mean, mm -hmm. you know, you've said that yourself. I, that doesn't mean that she wasn't involved, but um, I was kind of toting the rock. And then it was like, man, with this one, you know, we really want to, you know, and she was excited again. And, and it, it was like, we had, you know, the skies had sort of cleared a little bit and, and we were like, we really want to uh, showcase you more, you know, mm -hmm. uh, her voice. And and really, I, w I would go into song rights even sometimes, like some of the songs on the album, I specifically went in with our producer, Paul Moak, or with other people going, okay, you know, Emily's not here, but I want to write a song that, that she can sing, you know, like, let's, let's come at it from that angle. And specifically see you when i see you which is a, a, the third song on the album that was a song that we we knew she was going to sing you know yeah and i think too being married that uh even if i'm not a writer in the room i think ben subconsciously even knows like what i'm going through yeah. that's another element that's really neat yeah to see as a songwriter um it's fun kinda, to get outside of my own head too. yeah <laughs> um but yeah i mean we knew that we knew that we wanted to, to evolve and push the envelope a little bit more, especially vocally. Um, so yeah, that was, that was like the easiest step was, well, why doesn't Emily just sing more lead, you know, yeah. I'll shut up, you know? Right. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's great. And, and we had heard, we had heard too from our fans, you know, yeah. for years, like uh. we, you know, get done playing <laughs> the show and it's like, man, you guys were great, but why doesn't she sing more? <laughs> Which I was, you know, so good show, fine. good show, guys. Now, shut up, Ben. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, so we, you know, we knew with this project that that was something we wanted to do. So. That's great. And That's I think great. we'll continue to do that, you know? Yeah, I think, you know, from, from my perspective as a fan and a consumer of it, I, I think it, the balance is so, is so great. You, you both bring mm -hmm. something different and it, it's mm -hmm. not, I like that. I like the, the, the flavor is different, but it's still that same sound. It still sounds like you're a coherent, uh, consistent work but then you each bring a different a different vibe to it, a different sound to yeah it, so. for sure and there were even times during the making of the album when emily would be like 
you know, hey, Paul, you know, our producer, should, you know, should I do a, a, a harmony in the in the verse here? Or, or I would say the same, you know, should, should I harmonize here, you know, throw a harmony in? And he was like, no, you know, you guys are here trying to go back to your old kind of tricks. Like this, this song particularly needs sort of a singular, you know, lonelier one character voice, you know? And so really thinking about it that way too, just what serves the song best um, yeah. was something that, you know, that's something that I, I've learned, you know, in the last year that's going to help us another little thing to put in the bag of tricks. So, right. You mentioned Emily pottery and painting other visual arts earlier. And then the visual aspect of the record is it's whole other thing that, that, that I'd like to dive into. Can you guys talk about how, like what, what that, what the inspiration was and how that came together um, and, and how much your work in visual art kind of helped inform all of that? Yeah, definitely. We, uh, um, I just remember dandelion was a word that I felt would be like, just such a beautiful word to be sung, you know, because there's some words you say and you're like, that would sing awful. Like, <laughs> but dandelion, it just, the beauty of it. And then we got to just talking about. Yeah, we talked. The, it, it's a resilient, we, formidable weed that just can grow anywhere, you know? Yeah, so, and, yeah Emily started just talking about it one night. And this was before we even, I mean, we were kind of writing for the record and stuff, but it was like, yeah, it, it was like, man, the dandelion, when you think about it, is a lot like people, you know, um, resilient and, you know, it's out in the elements. Everybody's always trying to put uh, a roundup or something on it, get rid of it, you know, <laughs> but you see it everywhere. And um, so when we started talking about that, we were like, man, that could be a super cool theme yeah. for the record, you know? And, and it just, it, it stuck. We, uh, the harsh, you know. yeah, we talked about originally going, well, what, what about an, el well, uh, Rainy Day Music by the Jayhawks. I love that album cover, the simplicity of it. And so we even talked about like, how about we just have a picture of a dandelion growing out of, con you know, a crack in a con piece of concrete. But then we're like, no, it's gotta be even like- it's A little too on the nose. Obscure yeah. than that, you know? and. I don't remember who initially said, but we were just like, what about the moon growing on, or the dandelion growing on the surface of the Well, we were like, the what's moon? the harshest environment that a plant or a person could survive in, <laughs> in outer space? And then we were like, man, that's kind of out there. And like, you know, we, we, this was the first project we've ever done. You know, album artwork to us has always been sort of a second, second, you know, a, a last thought. And that's, uh, I hate that, but, because it really, this project has taught us, I think that it's so important. And um, man, once we kind of decided on the outer space theme, the moon, yeah. uh, dandelions growing on the moon, we really got really nerdy and yeah. spent, you know, each of us spent hours scouring NASA's. They had dumped a lot of, um, you know, a lot of public domain stuff um, from the moon landings and different things, videos and, and images. And we really, really dug and dug and dug. And we landed on, pun intended, uh, the, uh, <laughs> you know, the second moon landing, which um, 1969, they landed November 19th, 1969. And we started the album November 18th, 2019. So, you know, 50 years 
wow. apart. And it, once we, once we sort of like figured that out, it was like, yeah, man, let's try and find as much stuff from the second moon landing. Um, and yeah, Apollo 12, there's 12, 12 songs on the album. Um, it was the second moon landing. This is our second, second album. album. We kind of, we label. really geeked out. Yeah. yeah and then that. they landed, they landed in an, uh, an area of the moon uh, called ocean of storms. And, you know, with the dandelion, you know, throughout the, the album, the, the lyrics are riddled with weather elements. And so it, it, it was like it all kind of came together. And then we were like, man, let's start putting dandelion patches on people's, on the astronauts' arms or dandelions on the rockets. It's like it's almost like this national, this uh, alternate reality where, where the dandelion is a symbol of hope, you know. Um, so, yeah, and then we just had fun with it. You yeah. Know? That is fun. That is so great. And you know, when, know. that word, when you mentioned how, cause dandelion, like you said, dandelion is not the, the kind of thing that you initially think of in a hopeful way, or you don't think of in a mm -hmm. beautiful way. But, but once I started thinking about that as a theme, I realized like some of my fondest memories as a kid were at my great grandmother's house, picking dandelions mm -hmm. and, you know, blowing <laughs> up. Yeah. Making a wish. And you know, it's like, it feels like I did that 10 times a day. I probably did do that 10 times a day. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That nostalgic thing really like that, that was the, a big part of it too. Yeah. Just the nostalgia of that and getting back to a little bit of innocence, you know? And um, yeah. So it was like, once we, once we discovered that word and that plant and, and, you know, we were just off to the we races and it was, point, it was yeah. a lot of fun. And I, I loved coming at it that way. I mean, dare I say we might have had more fun doing the artwork than next, <laughs> than the music. That's so, great. Good. It was a lot of fun, man. That's awesome. Y'all, this has been such a pleasure. We always end on what you're getting down on. So what what kind of, what the art is inspiring you right now? What music, paintings, I don't know, maybe a book you read recently. What yeah. are you fired up about right now? Man. Art-wise. Man, we've, we've been hard on... Uh, into some Mary Oliver. Mm -hmm. Emily turned us onto that um, during kind of a little bit right before the making of the album, and we just can't get enough of reading Mary Oliver, her poems. Mm -hmm. It's a the, good start to your morning. Yeah, man. A, a nice short Mary Oliver poem. We don't even need coffee anymore. We just read three <laughs> Mary Oliver poems. But <laughs> yeah, I've kind of I just I love to dabble in all things arts and um so I, right now uh we live near the harpeth river and okay. i have ben and wilder our son collecting driftwood for me yeah. and i have been finding ways uh to make some art with driftwood um cool. has been my my latest obsession so. yeah, like driftwood with like wind chimes and yeah. stuff yeah. Oh, um, yeah what have we been listening to courtney marie andrews new album yeah uh, old, old flowers, flowers is unreal and and on constant spins mm -hmm. um and also gets the get stan gets gilberto album There's some some you know instrumental um, some jazz i don't know yeah, yeah that's great and always nirvana we're yeah, always, <laughs> listening to Kurt or watching old interviews. So that's great. That is great, man. Y'all, this has been such a pleasure. The record is beautiful. You guys were so great, gracious with your time, and I'm so thankful for this. And um, thank you for that beautiful record. And uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully I can. You're welcome. Hopefully I can get down here sometime soon and yeah. play some shows, and we can well, meet man, we person, were, break bread. I know, <laughs> yes. I know. We were, we were supposed to be in Florida with. Hayes Carl, um, oh. right? 
right? I mean, I think last week or yeah, so. Yeah, most of <laughs> September we were supposed to be in Florida. In Florida, but make, yeah. better luck next year. Yeah, know. I'll come back with Hayes and I got to get him on the show and we yeah. got to hang out because um, – For sure, man. Tell you what, I'm, we're all starving for it and, um, you know, hopefully we can – get it going pretty soon but in the meantime you put out a beautiful record and i appreciate it thanks man take care cheers see ya bye never seen a river ever stop to rest roll into the ocean hold myself together with the needle and thread of madness and emotion you gotta find your way through the darkness carolina story y'all thank you so much to Ben and Emily, that was so much fun. You know, normally this is where I would uh, would talk about the art that is inspiring me at the moment, the what I'm getting down on. But uh, I'm recording this the day after the U.S. presidential election was called in favor of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Um, you know, I after my last episode. I urge everybody to vote, and um, uh, of course, I I don't shy from politics uh, on the show or policy. There are certain things that I think we can debate, and I'm excited to start having those debates again. <laughs> I feel like we can finally, you know, I want somebody to change my mind about gun policy. I want somebody to change my mind about health care, because you know what? I don't have the answers to those things. I have ideas, and they're um, they're rooted in facts and experiences, but that doesn't mean I'm right. And my my views have changed uh, dramatically on on everything just about over my lifetime. And as I approach forty, uh, I'll be forty in uh, right out a month now, less than a month. I'll be forty years old. Um, I hope that in the next forty years of my life that I changed my mind about some things because the world changes and things change and I'm going to change and that's good. But what will not change is that the marinade will always be a place for inclusion. It will always be a, uh, a place that believes black lives matter. It will always be a place that believes that people should love who they want to love and not be persecuted for it and not be excluded for it. So if, if you think that's political, Um, And if you think and if you don't agree with that, this might not be the place for you. Uh, I don't think anybody who listens to this show feels that way. I don't think anybody who listens to the show regularly is a bigot. But um, the last four years weren't about policy. Um, They were about a racist man pushing a racist agenda. And then the the next four years will not be that. And I'm going to disagree with Joe Biden on, on plenty, I'm sure. But we're not going to disagree that black lives matter. <laughs> you know, we're not going to disagree that people shouldn't lose their lives uh, by the hands of the police. <laughs> you know, there are just certain things that I feel like uh, should not be political. Uh, it, it shouldn't be controversial, I should say. They are political, but they shouldn't be contro- controversial. And uh, the statement black lives matter shouldn't be controversial. And it is for for President Trump and his supporters. So they can fuck off. Um, and, uh, thank you to those of you who don't think that way, which I think is everybody who listens to this show. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I think we can have reasonable debates about things and I, I will be wrong sometimes. Um, I was wrong about abortion for most of my life. Uh, you know, I was wrong about a woman's right to choose, I should say for most of my life. Um, and I only recently have come around to understanding that I was wrong and that, um, 
that abortion should be a fundamental right. Uh, if, if a woman chooses that, she should choose what she does to her body uh, and what's being done to her body. Um, I never saw it that way. But you know what? I got convinced and I was shown the light and I, I will change my mind about other things, you know? And I hope that's true for, for all of us. I hope that we can have nuanced conversations again. I just had this conversation uh, a couple days ago about the minimum wage amendment that passed in Florida. So Florida, uh, we have this provision in our constitution where you can amend it via referendum, essentially. It takes a 60% uh, threshold of voters to pass an amendment to the Florida constitution. Um, Every major election, we have constitutional amendments on the ballot. One of the, the more famous ones recently was that we restored the rights of convicted felons to vote. Of course, our piece of shit racist governor um, is uh, working to combat that. And, um, you know, we eventually will replace his racist ass, too. But, uh, but it can be a really a force for good, but it can also be kind of a strange thing. Um, there's a lot of weird stuff in the Florida Constitution. I know that's shocking to y'all. But there's a lot of weird stuff as a result of referendum. Because people, you know, get excited about something and maybe don't understand the ramifications of it. So my my approach to the amendments is, unless it's something like the felon voting rights, which is very clearly something in my mind that that should happen, is that people should have the right to vote regardless of the choices that they've made, um, or the 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 things that have been forced upon them. That is very clear in my mind. And so, yeah, let's amend the Constitution uh, via referendum. But some things I, I vote no on even if I agree with them or, or think I agree with them. Anyway, there was one about the, uh, to, to raise the minimum wage in Florida to $15 an hour, which I think, is, I think is probably a good thing. But honestly, I'm not a small business owner. I'm not someone who has, has lived in that world very much. And I don't fully understand the... Uh, the consequences of doing something like that. So I think the legislature needs to make decisions like that. The argument that other people make is, well, the legislature has had plenty of opportunities to make those decisions and hasn't done it. So anyway, I voted no on that one. Well, I talked to a good friend who is a, a small business owner, and he, I think, convinced me that I was wrong. <laughs> So it's too late now. I already voted and it's, and it doesn't matter because the, the amendment passed, but it was just a great conversation. And I, I want to get back to that. I want to be proven wrong. I, I, I want people to change my mind about things that aren't matters of immutable characteristics. Um, you know, I, I, I don't, I think things change and, and, and policies change, uh, over time. But, uh, but that's not what we just went through. We just went through four years of not that. We went through four years of um, the only thing that the Republican Party led by Donald Trump was running on was that brown people are bad. Um, and fuck that. I love y'all. Take a deep breath. <laughs> Exhale. <laughs> Until next time, go out and create something. Cheers, y'all. <laughs>